Hello and welcome to episode 739 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, December 10th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Sunday prayer by the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguri. It is the prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain the forgiveness of our sins. Behold, O Mother of God, at thy feet a miserable sinner, a slave of hell, who has recourse to thee and trusts in thee. I do not deserve that thou shouldest even look at me, but I know that thou, having seen thy son die for the salvation of sinners, hast the greatest desire to help them. I hear all call thee the refuge of sinners, the hope of those who are in despair, and the help of the abandoned. Thou art then my refuge, my hope, and my help. Thou hast to save me by thy intercession. Help me for the love of Jesus Christ. Extend thy hand to a miserable creature who has fallen and recommends himself to thee. I know that thy pleasure is to help a sinner to thy utmost. Help me, therefore, now that thou canst do so. By my sins I have lost divine grace and with it my soul. I now place myself in thy hands. Tell me what I must do to recover the favor of my Lord, and I will immediately do it. He sends me to thee that thou mayest help me, and he wills that I should have recourse to thy mercy, that not only the merits of thy son, but also that thy intercession may help me to save my soul. To thee then I have recourse. Do thou, who prayest for so many others, pray also to Jesus for me. Ask him to pardon me, and he will forgive me. Tell him that thou desirest my salvation, and he will save me. Show how thou canst enrich those who trust in thee. Amen. Thus I hope, thus may it be. Today, friends, is a very important anniversary in the history of the revelations pertaining to Our Lady of Fatima. And for that reason, we are headed back over to the Fatima Center's website. Please check them out. I'm not affiliated with them, but they have a lot of good information there. They are located at Fatima.org. This is by Mr. Andrew Sasonic, and the article is entitled The Apparition of Our Lady and the Child Jesus at Pontevedra. And Mr. Sasonic begins by writing, On July 13, 1917, Our Lady promised at Fatima, If what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved. I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. As Fatima scholar Frere Michel de la Santa Trinité tells us, this first secret of Our Lady is a sure and easy way of tearing souls away from the danger of hell, first our own, then those of our neighbor, and even the souls of the greatest sinners. For the mercy and power of the Immaculate Heart of Mary are without limits. Circumstances of the Apparition The promise of Our Lady to return was fulfilled in December 1925 when 18-year-old Lucia was a postulant at the Dorothean convent in Pontevedra, Spain. It was here, during an apparition of the child Jesus and Our Lady, that she revealed the first part of God's plan for the salvation of sinners, the repertory communion of the first Saturdays of the month. Lucia narrated what happened, speaking of herself in the third person, perhaps in humility, to divert attention from her role in the event. On December 10, 1925, the Most Holy Virgin appeared to her, meaning Lucia, 
and by her side, elevated on a luminous cloud, was the child Jesus. The Most Holy Virgin rested her hand on her shoulder, and as she did so, she showed her a heart encircled by thorns, which she was holding in her other hand. At the same time, the child said, Have compassion on the heart of your Most Holy Mother, covered with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment, and there is no one to make an act of reparation to remove them. Then the Most Holy Virgin said, Look, my daughter, at my heart, surrounded with thorns with which ungrateful men pierce me at every moment by their blasphemies and ingratitude. You at least try to console me and announce in my name that I promise to assist at the moment of death with all the graces necessary for salvation, all those who on the first Saturday of five consecutive months shall confess, receive Holy Communion, recite five decades of the rosary, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. The Great Promise and Its Conditions As Fatima author Mark Fellows noted, the Blessed Virgin did more than ask for repertory communion and devotions on five first Saturdays. She promised heaven to those who practiced this devotion sincerely and with a spirit of reparation. Those who wonder whether it is Mary's place to promise eternal salvation to anyone forget one of her illustrious titles, Mediatrix of All Graces. Our Lady promises the grace of final perseverance, the most sublime of all graces to all those who devoutly practice this devotion. The disproportion between the little requested and the immense grace promised reveals the great power of intercession granted to the Blessed Virgin Mary for the salvation of souls. Furthermore, this promise also contains a missionary aspect. The devotion of reparation is recommended as a means of converting sinners in the greatest danger of being lost. Much has been written on the five first Saturdays devotion. Therefore, here I provide only a brief prompt, excuse me, only a brief summary of the conditions. For more information, see The Magnificent Promise for the Five First Saturdays, section 3, pages 8 through 16, and a hyperlink is given. 1. The First Saturday of Five Consecutive Months. This request was the culmination of a whole movement of devotion, consistent with a series of papal decisions giving the forerunners of this new devotion. A. The 15 Saturdays in honor of Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary, plenary indulgence granted by Pope Leo XIII in 1889. B, the 12 first Saturdays of the month officially approved by Pope St. Pius X in 1905. C, the devotion of reparation on the first Saturdays of the month, new indulgences granted by Pius X in 1912. At Panavedra, we see two new elements, the reduction of the number of Saturdays required and assurance of receiving at the moment of death all the graces necessary for salvation. Instead of merely indulgences for the remission of punishment for sins already pardoned, knowing our inconstancy, Our Lady asks for only five Saturdays, the number of decades on our rosary. Two, confession. Though the confession is not required to be made on the first Saturday itself, it is preferable as far as possible 
that it be made on a day close to the first Saturday. Three, communion of reparation. Frere Michel tells us the communion of reparation, of course, is the most important act of the devotion of reparation. All the other acts center around it. To understand its meaning and significance, it must be considered in relation with the miraculous communion of autumn 1916. Already this communion was completely oriented to the idea of reparation thanks to the words of the angel. Four, recitation of the rosary. In each of the six apparitions of 1917, Our Lady asked the children to pray the rosary every day. Five, the 15-minute meditation on the 15 mysteries of the rosary. In addition to praying the rosary, Our Lady asked for a separate 15 minutes of meditation on the mysteries of the rosary. But, as Sister Lucia has explained, not all 15 mysteries need to be meditated upon each month. One may, by their choice, meditate on only some of the mysteries each month. Six, the intention of making reparation. As Sister Lucia has written, this condition is the principal one and concerns the general intention with which all the other five conditions must be fulfilled. They must each be accomplished in the spirit of reparation towards the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Without this general intention, without the desire to make reparation to Our Lady to console her, all these external acts are by themselves insufficient to obtain the magnificent promise of obtaining, at the moment of death, all the graces necessary for salvation. As Our Lady said in this apparition, the blasphemies and ingratitude of sinners are like so many thorns, which we can only remove by our acts of love and reparation. It is a matter of consoling the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which is so outraged. Conveying the the message of Panavedra. Following the apparition, Sister Lucia then did what she could to make known this new request from Our Lady. She immediately informed her superior, Mother Magales, who is now a believer of the Fatima apparitions and also had a sincere respect for the seer, and her confessor at the convent about this apparition. She even wrote to her earlier confessor, for whom she wrote a detailed account of this event. It appears that despite Lucia's efforts, not much progress was made in convincing either confessor of the need for propagation of this devotion. Both had reservations and advised waiting. Upon learning this, Sister Lucia was sad, but realizing immediately that the Blessed Virgin desired that she obey her superiors. She resigned herself to the will of God. Even so, the days that followed were a time of continuous inner mortification. And as a consequence of the obstacles that she encountered in trying to promote the five first Saturdays of reparation, she stopped trying. Then on February 15, 1926, about two months later, our Lord returned to ask Sister Lucia what she was doing to promote the five first Saturdays. Read The Magnificent Promise for the Five First Saturdays, pages 6 through 8, in The Magnificent Promise, The Forgotten Fatima Devotion, pages 8 and 9, and again, hyperlinks are given, for her moving account of what occurred. Significance of the Date of the Apparition Our Lord and Our Lady chose to request this special devotion on December 10, 1925. And if I could interject here, that is 
98 years ago today, as I am recording this on December 10, 2023, Mr. Sasana continues, here we note several reasons why divine providence may have chosen this date. Perhaps you can add other considerations. December 10th is the liturgical feast of the Holy House of Loretto. On this day, we pay special honor to the home in which Our Lady received the heavenly message from St. Gabriel that God had chosen her to be the mother of our Lord. This is also the home in which the Holy Family lived and sanctified all family life. How appropriate that the child Jesus and his mother would thus appear to Sister Lucia on this particular date. This day is also located squarely between two other very important Marian feasts. December 8th is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and the connection to her Immaculate Heart is readily obvious. December 12th is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and we know that the miracles of conversion, which will occur after Russia is properly consecrated, will dwarf the great conversions which took place in the Americas after Our Lady appeared at Tepeyac. All of its liturgical seasons, Holy Mother Church draws her children's attention to Our Lady most during Advent. We could say Advent is the most Marian of all liturgical seasons. This makes sense since during Advent we prepare for the coming of our Lord, and it is through Our Lady that our Lord always comes. We know that the communion of reparation on first Saturdays is an essential element in promoting the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and a necessary precursor to the reign of the Immaculate Heart and period of peace in which she will reign. Thus, it is eminently appropriate that this request was made during Advent when we are preparing for the coming of Christ the King. Finally, Pope Pius XI published his great encyclical establishing the Feast of Christ the King on December 11, 1925, just one day after the anniversary of this apparition. This cannot possibly be a coincidence. Rather, it serves to highlight how central the message of Christ's kingship is to the message of Fatima and devotion to the Immaculate Heart. Yes, Christ must reign, but he has chosen to do so only through and with his mother. This must be acknowledged by every individual and every state, at every private and public level. As a whole, mankind has failed in this most solemn obligation, and thus much reparation is necessary to appease our Lord. Yet there is no sweeter, more merciful, and more glorious way to achieve such, such reparation than by devotedly practicing devotion to the Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on every first Saturday. Conclusion The communion of reparation on the first Saturdays is central to the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We must make reparation and console our mother, so let us fervently practice the devotion of the five first Saturdays, not only for the salvation of our own soul, but then again for the wayward souls of loved ones. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Many thanks to Mr. Sasonic and the Fatima Center for that excellent article. I would like to conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. Also, please tune into episodes 277 and 548 for more information pertaining to RPM. That is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, which is a system of communication for non-speakers. 
Before my niece was eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now, thanks to God's grace, her hard work, and that of her family working through RPM, we know that she's a comprehensive genius who composes music, who's a skilled poet, brilliant in regards to mathematics and even foreign languages. She has so many talents and abilities that we knew nothing about before a breakthrough to open communication with RPM. Communication is a human right. And for non-speakers or those with difficulty speaking, this has been as big of a breakthrough as sign language was in terms of being able to communicate for the deaf or Braille was in terms of being able to read for the blind. It's that massive, but you cannot use a tool unless you know about it. That's where you come in. Please get this information to the families, to the friends of non-speakers, because once again, communication is a human right. Thank you so much, friends, for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please tune in again next time. Goodbye and God love you.